And that was where the chicken footstools were born, was in a, a semester studio. We had a furniture design component where we got to design and build uh, pieces. We had this idea, and I told my professor, Steve, I, on the first day of class when we were all sitting down, I said, Steve, what do you think about an ottoman shaped like a chicken? And at that point, you know, the everything kind of froze because <laughs> he could have he could have said no that's not real furniture he could have said so many things to just downplay the idea but instead he he paused and he looked at me and he asked what's the essence of a chicken welcome to hello atelier my name is Betsy Blodgett, and with me, producer Jonathan Getz. So you know how they say, if something keeps appearing in your life, then you need to pay attention to it? Wasn't that my line when I asked you out in high school? Hmm, I wouldn't have fallen for that one. Well, it also rings true about this episode's guest, Sally Jane Linville. I first ran into her work at a local art fair, and it quite literally stopped me in my tracks. There, in the midst of the usual rows of paintings, jewelry, and ceramics, was a wholly unique booth full of the most magnificent felted fiber chickens I had ever seen. I imagine a booth of fiber chickens would be quite distinctive, even at an art fair. Cut to a year or so later, and I met some new friends in my local chapter of the Modern Quilt Guild who casually mentioned that they were chickeners that helped a friend of theirs create the fiber covering for her chicken footstools. Of course, I quickly put one and one together and immediately grilled them about the process of creating those gorgeous creatures. And then, do you remember my excitement when just a few months later, we were strolling through the antique district just down from our old house, and I stopped at a new storefront window full of roving textiles and those very same chickens? I do. Admittedly, I was expecting something more taxidermy-like, but Sally's chickens were something quite different and entertaining. So I'm ashamed to say that while we lived so close to the City Girl Farm studio for nearly a year, I never knocked on the door. It was only after we moved into our new house, where, coincidentally, I get to watch our neighbor's flock of chickens from my office window, that I finally got to visit Sally's studio and experience a chickening, which is what she calls it when her group of artists get together to work on the chickens. It was magical. Sally Jane and her crew were so welcoming, even letting us name a few chickens in progress before we left. I dub thee Levon of Woodstock. All with the chickeners chickening and the spindler spindling. So much fun. What do you say we share it? Let's do it. Roll tape. A year ago, we moved into our studio in the old Antiques District, and it's been such a blessing to be here. It's a sweet little space, and it's really fun to have a place to invite people to, to see the chickens and to see how people respond when they walk in the door. Just all of the, the fiber and the texture that we have there, you can tell that people are just, it's just like a magnet where they want to go and touch and hug and smell. And um, I love kind of offering that um, to people. And when they walk by in the neighborhood and they have no idea that we're here, and then they look in the window and they see all the colored fiber, they see people working they're so confused and they're they're very curious and it's fun when they come and we get to share about just the good things that are happening here and I love the collaborative aspect of studio a lot I I love working with other people and seeing their ideas and incorporating them and um, and hopefully having something to offer myself as well 
that's really probably my favorite thing about where we're at right now in the business is that there are many other artisans that are involved in the making of these chicken footstools and they're all really really talented and they and they just love what they do and so I'm I'm honored to be kind of the steward of those relationships and and making sure the that the work gets done and making sure that people are are feeling creatively satisfied in it um, working to incorporate their unique styles and ideas it's just more fun to do with people and together you guys get together a couple times a week Mm -hmm. once a week Mm -hmm. for a big chickening evening yes (laughs) yes there is a chickening evening usually happens here on tuesday nights i've always dreamed of this business being a, a place that could really specifically accommodate women of all ages and in all different stages of life um that I saw so many of my friends becoming mothers and and feeling that kind of isolation with their children and you know just they're just tired and they're busy and and so to to be able to provide creative work and community something that they're really proud to be a part of um, and that can can bend and flex with their schedule is really special and I think on the other end is I see women who maybe have been mothers or have just always just poured out their lives for their children and their families and then and their children are out of the house and um, and then they're wondering exactly what their purpose is and what to do with their time and their days and just humbled and and honored to to be able to provide this place as a, a coming together place for all those ladies they're so great I went to K-State, got a master's in interior architecture and product design, which is in the College of Architecture. There's three different disciplines that you can go into. There's straight architecture, landscape architecture, or interior architecture, product design. And I chose that because it was a little more open-ended. And I would just, I remember asking all my friends, what are you, what are you majoring in? Why? Why are you doing it? What do you think I should do? A friend that I lived with had started the program from the beginning, and I remember she brought home a Tado Ando book. He's an architect, um, and she was in a, a lighting design studio. Her assignment was to design a light based on his architecture, and I really loved seeing the images of his architecture, and I thought, well, that's that's really cool. Maybe Maybe that's something that I could do. And I think that the program just really taught us a lot about pursuing our interests and our uniquenesses and the things that we were drawn to that might be different than what somebody else was drawn to and we learned a lot about materials and yeah the pursuit of pursuit of good design the sheep ottoman uh, created by the Lalan couple is something that I've loved since I don't remember. I remember always loving them and seeing them in magazines. And yeah, they're just so fun. And they they also use um, a whole sheep's fleece. Um, and they have bronze faces and feet. And um, yeah, they're very special pieces and, and very collectible and high price point <laughs> at this point. So, uh, so I thought that, okay, if I can never probably plan on having one of those myself what could I do um in the spirit of of those sheep that would be something uh, that I know about and I I knew about chickens from from my childhood it was in middle school my birthday was coming up again and my parents 
uh, were talking amongst themselves what what should we get Sally for her birthday this year I think the day before my birthday which is reasonable and um, somebody further into the country had some chickens and not a lot of people did that I remember I don't remember being around a lot of chickens but they they um, decided to bring home a small flock for me um, I got the joy of, of raising the chicks and the chickens, and um, and when you are that hands-on with chickens from the get-go, then you can you can kind of keep touching them and interacting with them, and they're much more like pets than um, than if you don't interact with them a lot when they're little. So our chickens we never uh, used for meat; they were always just kind of pet chickens and egg chickens. Um, that was the the beginning of chicken happy childhood memories for me. While at school, Sally used her chicken project as an opportunity to learn about materials and techniques that she was drawn to. Her final basic chicken design, developed for class, is what she continues to use today. She contracts out the different parts and pieces to artists around the state. She then receives the chickens in their skeletal state, and only then can she start dressing them and developing their personalities. I wanted to learn about all these different processes that we employ in the chickens. Bronze casting, we had an opportunity to, to do a, a bronze competition with um, Allegis Bronze here in Kansas City to learn about sculpting and then making molds and getting those cast. Um, so I could learn about bronze and um, the center of the chicken, the core of the chicken, is a wooden turned egg. So we take fallen logs and turn them on the lathe and lathe turning was my favorite part of woodshop. So I knew that I wanted to do something on the lathe. First, I was trying to mock up their feet with wood, cutting them out and mounting the egg on top of it. But the weight was so much different than the bronze. It was hard to really, hard to really estimate it well. I don't know. I think there was a lot of drawing. There was a lot of trying, a lot of thinking and a lot of being concerned that I that it actually wasn't going to work at all or it wasn't going to turn out cool in the end. And that is why through the design process, the feet kept getting larger and larger and larger because in early prototypes, they were just kind of like normal chicken feet. And then I, I just kind of had to keep beefing them up and um, to get them to work at all. And so, and that's one of the, I think the most endearing parts about our chicken design is their big chunky bronze feet. fiber I was always interested in but hadn't really stepped into yet and I knew that my mom uh, was a a fiber artist and so I I wanted to learn and and pursue that with her so all three of those elements were there and I didn't know anything about them at the beginning of the semester but through the design process and just being able to ask people that do know about those things um, I learned a lot and was able to to put together two chickens by the end of the semester, Henny and Penny. They were both white, and they were big standing chickens. And that was my my two goals was that, was that it looked like a chicken and that it functioned as a footstool. And um, I had no vision beyond those first two of ever making more. We started with felt chickens. Henny and Penny were white felted merino wool. Merino is a type of sheep. It's kind of the softest fiber, so we we prefer, we love to work with merino wool whenever we can. Um, 
I think the idea for the knit chicken started um, because we were in, we developed a little knit shawl for the back of the chickens um, of the felted chickens so that when people actually use them as footstools which a lot of people do some people don't a lot of people do um that it would just be kind of a cover to help prolong their their feather life and we we laid it over and did a we did did a fun loop stitch on it and just liked how it looked so much that we thought well why don't we just make a whole chicken out of the the loop knit stitch and um and that's kind of where the whole second kind of arm of of our chicken feather design happened At first, we're just doing white and a Rhode Island red chicken, brown, and then a barred rock chicken, which is black and white stripe. And um, we called them all, all the whites were Betty, all of the browns were rubies, and all of the stripes were Fifi's. Um, and then as we kind of made more and more, they started to mix in my head, and, um, and it was just getting confusing. And they were getting more and more unique. And then we started, I think we did a purple chicken to show in a gallery in in Manhattan and got another order for a purple chicken and we were like wow okay we can do colored chickens too and then we we just kind of kept recognizing the freedom that we were in that there was no wrong way to do a chicken as long as it as, as long as it looks like chicken at the end the the application the the journey of the fiber art to put on the feathers um, is completely open-ended and we can do whatever we want. And um, so that's what we're doing now is just playing with different fibers, sourcing them from different places. When we when we get the fiber, then we, we decide, you know, will this be best for felt or would it be best for spinning and knitting? Um, uh, do we want to do something with the color? Do we want to mix? Do we want to blend them together? Keep it pure? Um, and it's been so fun because every chicken is so different based on the fiber content, based on the technique of the feather. And then then the stitching is a whole different animal. <laughs> oh, gosh. Excuse the pun. Um, every time because of that difference of what the feathers turn out, then the way that we stitch it is uh, varies from chicken to chicken. Sally has created quite an extended family of chickeners to help her design and create the chickens. In fact, City Girl Farm has become a family operation, with her mom and dad becoming an integral part of the business. My mom was always has always been a fiber lady, and so um, I have some fun images that we just drummed up of me sitting on the loom that's actually here in the studio um, when I was small and she was weaving and she was doing natural dyeing and all sorts of things that she had three children I'm the youngest and kind of set that work aside raising us kids it's been neat as I've went into design school at K-State and um, kind of started waking up in my own creative life uh, to share that with her as hers kind of re reawoke. And so there's lots of projects still on, on the hopeful to get to list and, um, and getting back to the loom and me learning, learning from my mom has been a really special part of our, our journey together. And so my dad takes the, all the pieces, though, the bronze and the wood and he builds them into the chicken structure he does the welding and the pounding all the loud <laughs> dirty work that, that I'm okay not to do but I'm so thankful that he he does it and um, it is no easy task to get a chicken 
standing and with flat feet. With City Girl Farm finally situated in a dedicated studio space, Sally is looking for new ways to expand, not only the business, but also her skills and knowledge of fiber art. Though she doesn't currently have plans to add other types of animals, she is exploring other fiber art opportunities. We're really excited right now, just are kind of signing on for a collaborative opportunity with a architecture firm downtown, BNIM Architecture. They have just moved into a new space in Crown Center and have a really great blank white wall in their front entryway. And we've been working with their designers who have just been completely encouraging and supportive of of the chickens through the years and have been involved in different ways with one another. They've kindly offered us an opportunity to um, to create a really beautiful fiber curtain for that wall. So that is just thrilling for us, um, a chance to expand our horizons and to be able to employ what we've learned about on the chickens in a large scale. So those kind of those kind of projects we are excited to venture into and are excited to see what takes shape in the future in terms of the interior design realm and just kind of public art. We love to get these chickens out into public spaces. They're so much fun. It's so much it's so wonderful to see people respond to them and be curious and confused and um, and happy and and tell so many stories about chickens that they know or their their childhood or their families. It's really been in the last couple years that it's really felt like a business instead of a hobby or trying to pursue that. It was the time of life to decide, could this be sustainable and can it really stand on its own? I've had a lot of help from my family through the years that I've always been involved in this and um, so it was really time for me to be brave and learn some new things and and step out from that kind of protection. And um, thankfully, I just have so many friends that are so gifted in so many areas that I'm not. And so I've been able to um, just identify, well, it's just really, really obvious where I need help. <laughs> and then um, I've been able to find people to, to begin to help me in those areas. And I think we're only getting a little bit sturdier, you know, day by day, working out systems and just things that have been hard for me to, to know how to do or just kind of kept putting them to the side, but they're really important. So once the, the business structure gets a little bit more um, even keel, then, then I'm excited for the creativity to just continue to blossom and to be able to invite people into, into the City Girl Farm and just steward the culture of creativity and flexibility uh, for, our, for our artisans as well. Thanks for listening to Hello Atelier, a production of the Fonacalia Media Network. To see images of Sally's work and studio, visit us at helloatelier.org. An easy way to help support this program is to subscribe on iTunes or Google Play. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram to see extras from the podcast and to live a little Hello Atelier every day.